Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Right on, Brad. Well, thank you for doing this. Brad Schaliner, of course, we know you as uh, not only a, a broadcaster commentator for the Vancouver Warriors and the NLL, but you are the MD, the APD of Virgin Radio here in Vancouver, along with uh, Move 1035. Um, how's the last year been, man, for you? It's been a little wild. So on the lacrosse side, uh, it's been pretty vampant. Like there's, there's nothing going on. Yeah, they, they paused we, this, the, the season for the time being and they're firing yeah, it back up we, again. And- yeah. We canceled. Well, one season got canceled midway through in 2020 and then the 2021 season got canceled altogether. So by the time lacrosse gets back on the floor, we're, you know, we're all looking at almost two years. Um, and from a radio standpoint, like you're looking at it, I'm, I've been at home in my garage and at my, at my kitchen table for the last year, which is, uh, you know, you, you know, it like we're doing radio from home is a little bit different than being in a, in a buzzing building. So it's been, uh, it's been a different experience, but we're, we're getting through. So we are zoom meetings. Are you guys doing, is it like, you know, promo (laughs) together with production and like, is there big meetings or is it just kind of individual it's, departments or how's that working? Yeah, there, there's a lot of meetings, but they're, they're usually pretty small. So like, yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a production meeting. Sometimes there's three or four of us. A promo meeting will be a little bit bigger. Music meetings are usually three to four people. And there's a few of those a week. So yeah, we keep them. There's a lot of more small meetings and more intimate meetings. And there is big group sessions when there's, you know, 30 faces on a zoom screen. And you can't really keep track of anybody. Right. It's better to keep it, you know, keep it small, keep it intimate. That's how we would do it. If we were in the building anyways, there'd just be like a handful of us in a room in a corner somewhere cranking out ideas. So it hasn't changed a ton in that regard. We're just not in the room together anymore. Right. And what do you miss most about everything? And, you know, not having to grab the mask for everything that we do. What do you, what do you miss the most? Just being, being in the building, like we're at 969 Robson downtown and at the best of times, that's a building where artists are coming through for interviews up until a couple months ago, we had TSN 1040 and all the characters that were on that station buzzing around in the halls and talking to those guys and just the camaraderie of, of shooting the shit and, and having off the cuff sort of brainstorms in the kitchen and, and, and those kind of things and just heading downtown every day. Like I'm out in the suburbs right now. So I miss I miss getting into the city every day. Yeah. And why radio for you? Like, where did, where did you grow up? I grew up in Delta. I'm in the flatlands of, of Ladner. That's where I grew up. So okay. obviously growing up listening to guys like you, man, like this is a real treat to, to get to talk to you. Everybody my age, I think, grew up listening to, to Fox and Todd Hancock. Um, right. For me, it was... That's nice of you for, to say, man. Thank you. Nice. No problem, buddy. No. <laughs> um, it was music for me. Like I always wanted to get into the music side of things. I always thought even as a kid, I was like, I want to be that guy that breaks songs on the radio and introduces them, introduces people to their next favorite song or their next favorite band. Yeah. Um, learned pretty quickly in broadcasting school that that doesn't really exist as much as it, as it used to. I'm like, Oh, there's music directors and there's programmers and there's people that, that do that. It's not just jocks grabbing their favorite record off of a shelf. Um, but I always kind of wanted to be a behind the scenes guy anyways. didn't really have the, the voice to be the big, the big rock, the big rock jock. So it was always like, I always wanted to be a music director, program director. And that's sort of the path that I, that I ended up following. So music's always been in your life. Like, is that you credit your parents? Like what, what are you being exposed to as a little kid? Like, what are your parents playing? My, my dad never listened to music at all. He was just not, not a music guy. Like to this day, he can't, I think he might've had like back in black CD somewhere. And like, that was all yeah. he, he ever had. But, um, my mom was big into it. It was a lot of, um, 
a lot of like eighties heartland rock. So like your Springsteen's and your Mellencamp's and your, um, uh, uh, Bob Seger and those guys who kind of opened up the door for me to go back a little further than that and get into your, your Neil Young's and your Tom Petty's and then, you know, further back your CCR's and, and fall in love with sort of the old stuff to start. And then growing up as a, as an MTV fan, like there was no genres on, on much music when I was growing up. Right. So, you know, you could have Nirvana on and then, you know, five minutes later, you've got well, a couple of years later, then you've got like Britney Spears and it all sort of was always together for me in the same playlist, you know, like they were always side by side and no genre ever felt out of place. So then just sort of falling in love with, with all kinds of music and that permeates through to, to this day. Mm-hmm. What's the first concert for you? First concert. Too short E40 and be legit. <laughs> the Bay Area Bosses tour. Um, awesome. Six, yeah. 16 years old at the Vogue. General admission. I don't know why they made that show general admission and why they made it for, for all ages. But yeah, youngest person there, whitest person there, most out of place person there. And that was like, you know, full into the, the concert scene. Like I remember, uh, you know, being a, being a shifty little 16 year old kid and elbowing my way to the front of the stage. And like, Lee, I'm like, this is what concerts are like. You can just get front row every single time. And right. it doesn't always work out that way. But yeah, when you're, when you're 16 and, and slippery, you can, you can make that happen. Pokey little elbows too. That helps. Exactly. exactly yeah. Right. Uh, I know this is slippery waters to go in with a music director, but for you, most overrated band most overrated band from a radio standpoint from a radio like from a pop radio standpoint i'm gonna say i'm gonna say demi lovato is overrated okay in the fact that she's never actually if you look at her playlist history she's never really had a hit record before a, a hit record. Yeah. yeah. Like everybody she's knows hot. who she is. She's hosting reality shows and like the labels make a big deal of it. Every time a Demi Lovato single comes out and you know, we might add a song and it might get a couple hundred spins here and there, but like, she's never had like a bona fide a hit at, at pop radio yet. She's a name that everybody, oh, name. everybody knows about exactly. Right. Yeah. But yeah, she's never had a, a, a major radio hit, at least here in Canada. Hmm. Interesting. And how about, um, most underrated band underrated band jeez there's wolf every everybody's underrated everybody's favorite bands are are underrated who should be bigger i don't know man i i listen to a lot of like listen to a lot of alt country music so maybe a guy like um like jason isbel who's one of the best songwriters in the world right now and, you know, has some pop hooks here and there, but he's not, he's not a household name. But if you listen to him and give him a chance, there's, there's a lot of meat there and everybody sort of should know who he is, I think. Yeah. And is that frustrating as a, uh, you know, a major market music director to not be able to just drop one of those guys in here and there. And it's, there's, there's definitely a, a rhyme to the reason and what you're doing. Well, yeah, if it's not a major label 
priority. It's going to be tough to, to get played on a, on a, on a radio station. Like, you know, he's an old country guy. So like, I'm not talking, we're not looking at him on, on Virgin or, or, no, or no, move, unfortunately, in, in, but yeah, in general, I mean, but yeah, in general, you, yeah, you want to, that's, you know, you got to sort of, it's part of the, it's part of the game of, of radio, right? Like, yeah, I'd love to play all my favorite records all the time, but if the labels aren't telling you that this is the priority and this is the one that we need to sort of blow up, then it's uh, it's a little tough, right? Do you think it'll ever get to n- maybe not necessarily where it was in like the mid '90s, like when I got into the game, and it was like Rob Robson and Bob Mills were the guys that were, you know, pulling those strings, programming and, and music. You know, they it, it, it felt that there was way more gut to it. Do you think that radio will ever get to that point? I like to I, I like to hope so. I, I like to hope so. I like to think that you can go out on the limb and, and play a record that you think is right for your radio the shift, station. The shift needs to happen. It something needs to happen with radio. Yeah, something needs to something needs to happen for sure. You know, you can't homogenize every radio station. I think you do need you need programmers to go out on a limb and 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 be bold and 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 take risks. That's what that's what turns people away from radio when it is sort of homogenized and watered down. Like what song is making your radio station special? What song are you playing that no one else is playing that you can sort of create a hit from? I think, you know, that's a possibility. That's something that can set stations, set stations apart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well said. And have you always uh, been into sports? Uh, yeah, I grew up as a sports kid. Like I grew up playing in the lower mainland here, like playing hockey and playing lacrosse and being a rink rat growing up. Like that was sort of part and parcel with, with, with growing up for sure. And and so what's your, I mean, you would think that it would be obvious that it would be lacrosse because that's what you do for a job, but like, is that the favorite for you to watch or is it hockey or where, where does that lie? It's uh, it's totally lacrosse. It's it, yeah. it's always been lacrosse, man. And if you've like you've been a big supporter, you've had guys from from the yeah. team um, on this podcast over the years. Have you been? Have you been to a Warriors game? You've been to a Stealth yes. game in the past? Yes. yes. Yeah. Fantastic. And it's, yeah, is it not the most one of the most entertaining sporting things you've seen before? Well, it's just so fast, right? Like you don't realize it until you get there, and you're like, holy crap! Everything is going like motoring a hundred miles an hour. It's incredibly fast. Uh, it's just, it's just so much different than hockey. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I know, and, and people have a tough time explaining lacrosse. Like you, you see marketing books and stuff that always say, you know, it's, it's hockey without skates or it's, it's basketball with hockey gear on, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's any of those things. Like it's, it's like, its own, its own unique thing. And people want to try to always put it in a box and describe it. But I think if, if people come out and, and watch it and, and see the creativity and, and how unique the sport actually is, um, I think it can, it could turn a lot of heads, but yeah, for me, like there was a senior B team in town called the Ladner pioneers. And they, that was what we went up. That's what we grew up going to see every, every Thursday night they played here. And you know, that was, that was like the best bang for your buck and one of the best sporting events, the sporting atmospheres. And to have that on a professional level is, is awesome. Yeah, dude, I think that it's just a matter of like getting people in the lower mainland to go and check out a game. And it would literally change the way that they look at the, not only the team, but the sport and the culture of, of that, you know, that here's a sport that's our national, one of our national sports. And, you know, how many people here in Vancouver have gone to a game? 
Exactly. Right. And when they do come to a game, they'll be, they come back and they come back and they come back. So, yeah. 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 All right, dude, let's get outside of, uh, of radio and uh, lacrosse. And of course, everything you're known for. Uh, What are you binging? Do you find time? Is there time? In yeah, your world there's, actually? There, yeah, there's, there's time after the kids go to bed and, you know, you spend some time with the wife. There's, there's time. Yellowstone. I'm really into right now. Yeah, I'm getting that so often right now, man. And I have not seen a second of it. Oh, really? You, you got to jump in. I, I was a bit late. I actually just finished season one, but just crushed that in the last like week or so. But, um, like Kevin Costner is just such a, such an OG, such a, such an OG gangster. Like he just, he owns every scene he's in. Um, the visuals in that show, like the scenery, like the montage makes you want to, makes you want to go to Montana and like, you know, jump in a truck and go cruising and, and the music like Ryan Bingham is a, another alt country singer. He's okay. got a big part in that show and he busts out the guitar and sings. And like, I've never shazammed more songs in a show than I do <laughs> when I'm watching Yellow. So I'm holding up the phone, like at the end of every episode, they just, their music supervisor crushes it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I heard it's something like a cross between like the country olden, olden days, the, you know, the Western style meets a breaking bad. Yeah, actually. Yeah. That's, that's a great, that's a great description. It's like, I love Western. So it really, it is, yeah, it's a, it's a modern Western, I guess is the way that I would, I would describe it with a lot of, right. with a lot of drama. Interesting. What did you collect as a kid? Collect as a kid, hats, still collect hats. I like phew, dozens and dozens of baseball hats of, you know, from, from lots of different sports, you know, trucker hats, ball caps, um, hockey cards were always a big thing. I got, I'm sitting in my garage right now. One of these totes is filled with hockey cards that I don't know if my kids will have anything to do with one day, but for some reason I can't, uh, yeah, I yeah. can't get rid of them. And then yeah, yeah and C- CDs and records, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Did you put those uh, the the cards in the spokes? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> Gretzky rookie, rack, rack, rack. Yeah, um, trading trading with kids, and I remember um, I trading all my Gretzkys. I was I was a Gretzky hater for some reason, oh, really? and yeah, and I went to my I traded all my Gretzkys for all Eric Lindros cards from a neighbor of mine who f- absolutely fleeced me back in the day. But I don't know, wow. Gretzky just wasn't into Gretzky. And like, you know, I think. Was it, was it just that he was just too good? He Well, he was like, I think by the time I got into Gretzky, he was, I didn't realize he was so good. You know, it was like tapering down Gretzky. And I knew of the legends, but I'm like, okay, what do I need this New York Rangers Gretzky card for when I could flip it for a, Eric Lindros card. It was like the biggest deal at the time. Right. But yeah, uh, yeah. Not, not a great idea looking back. Yeah. And then cue the six concussions and, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Into, that was short lived. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. Uh, did you get into comic books as a kid? Like, are you a fan of all the, you know, X-Men and Batman and Deadpool and all that? Uh, only, only recently. So like as a kid, not at all, but mm. my, my three-year-old son, for some reason is gravitated towards Spider-Man and Marvel and, you know, would, would run into the room and like asking me, <laughs> asking me, asking me questions, right? Like dad, who's, who's Doc Ock and what is, what does Green Lantern do? I'm like, I don't know. So I started watching, I uh, started the universe in, in quarantine here. Yeah. Um, during the pandemic, I started the universe in timeline order. Oh so, wow! Yeah. Trying, trying to catch up and, and answer some questions. Yeah, that's great. And, and really well done movies too, right? Like it's not, it's not definitely can't let a kid four or five years old watch it, but like, 
nine or 10 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I'm catching up, I'm doing, I'm doing the homework for them so I can answer some of the, yeah, some yeah. of the questions, but yeah, like talk about, you know, all the A-list celebrities possible crammed into one, one film and one, one series. Like they got everybody, they got, they got the, they got the formula down pat, right? Well, they almost get to the point where they do too much of that because now it's like, okay, well now you're just going to put out a, a regular Hulk movie and you want me just to watch that shit. Like I just saw Hulk with Thor and, you know, start naming off all the characters. Like, yeah, well, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. We won't, we'll put them all together. We don't want no more solo yeah. films. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, dude, I'm going to respect your time. I got two more questions uh, and then we'll wrap it up. Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. Can I bow Neither, out of that one? Wow. No. And, and, um, my okay. birthday, my birthday is May 4th, which is <laughs> star Wars day. May the fourth be with you. And I don't know if that's just made me backfire against star Wars all these years, but yeah. Yeah, I never, never got into, never got into either one. Wow. Really? So just not a sci-fi guy at all or <laughs> no, not really. Not really. It's more, yeah, it's more dramas and, and, uh, and Westerns and things like that. How about like, um, like a franchise, like, uh, aliens. Never got into aliens either. Sci-fi, man. That's scary yeah. as fuck, dude. Yeah. Is that right? Oh, yeah. That's some scary stuff. So neither Star Wars or Star Trek. Interesting. Mm. I haven't had many of those. I've probably talked to 700 people in this podcast. Jeez, and then no one said. <laughs> I would say that I would say that there's 10. Wow. Not okay. Many, well, I'm, I'm in many. the, I'm in the, some, I'll you, you, hook you me up with those 10 people and we'll, Indeed. we'll chat. We'll uh, start a Facebook page. Have you ever had a, a near death experience not necessarily where you're floating over your body or whatever but more like holy crap i could have died there near death experience i got in a i'm not gonna say it was a near death experience but i've been in a couple car accidents that could have one foot one way or one inch right. the other sure. could have been That's super super ugly yeah Does that yeah. count oh yeah what happened uh, just being a stupid teenager and and driving through fast and you know trying to take a turn, right, and right. Uh, yeah, we we went up a curb and we crashed actually through a window, and the window probably saved our lives. If we were you know a couple feet over, that would have been like the I don't know the out the outside of the building I guess and the you know a support wall. So we were a couple feet away from from luckily no one got hurt. Everyone's still here to talk about it today, but I guess that was the closest. Oh, that's, I mean, dude, that's near death, right? You never know what's yeah. going to happen after that. I guess so. Yeah, most people have those stories too. Uh, all right, Brad. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you th the, the time tonight to hang out a little bit. And uh, I guess, uh, well, you're easy to find on, on Twitter. Are you also on Instagram? I couldn't find you on Instagram. Uh, I'm taking an Insta hiatus right now. There's been a lot of social media the last year. So kind of laying low from, yeah, from Instagram. Lucky, lucky yeah, dog. I know. How, like, how, how do you manage it? Like you got a lot of... Dude, I'm platform is going on. Yeah. Daily, man. I'm I'm probably you know a couple hours a day on the three combined or whatever. And is it mostly Just is it mostly you sharing sharing stuff, getting it out, or are you consuming what's what's coming in too? Well, I'm trying to consume and I'm trying to engage as I'm you know, jumping on and I'll whatever, like some posts or just you know, comment on shit. But mostly like eighty percent of the time it's probably me just like, here's all my shit. Cause there's a lot of shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it's tricky, man. Like, uh, you know, I'm super, super jealous that you're able to take a hiatus, man. (laughs) Well, from from one platform, like I still, I still go on Twitter. It's like, okay, well, let's, what what one can I sacrifice for now? Because like, you know, being in the lacrosse world, like we sort of live, that community lives on Twitter. So I kind of don't want to, I don't want to break there, but Instagram was just getting, just getting too much this year. Yeah, no, fair yeah i mean you know for me it's a matter of like jumping from radio to to podcasting was the only difference is is just that the social media stuff right like i didn't do any at at, at c fox i know like I, it, I, yeah i always find it a bit of a balancing act like some days i'm like don't want to be in social media at all and then the other half is like well i kind of need this for for work and for my job and to stay on on top of things and i think a lot of people have that sort of same same mind state right now it's like i need it for work but do i really need, need to it? be here right yeah like not really uh, i'll tell you what brad if, if you ever see me either drop the podcast or just get out of the industry in in, in its entirety you won't ever see me online wow you know what i hear there's a that and that does surprise me i'd probably be the same way which is which is crazy. Like I hear a lot of I mean, a lot of, still- of broadcasters I've, I've heard that a lot of people that are out of the industry they 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 say the first thing is I can't believe how little I cared about pop culture, you know? Right. When they when they got out. I'm not saying like music will always be, you know, with a guy like you and 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 with me, but like, you know, when people are going on with celebrity updates and and those kind of things, like I think you don't miss that when it's not part of your part no. of your job. Yeah. And and then for me, you know, at not not to get to me in this interview with you, but you know what? When I was at Seafox, that's I, that's why I never did that style of stuff, right? I always did just did like music talk mostly, a lot of Canuck talk, a lot of sport, local sports and stuff. But you know, if it just doesn't, if it doesn't, if if you don't like it as a an announcer, you shouldn't be talking about it. Yeah, fair enough, gonna, right? It's exactly. Gonna, it's gonna your come ar- through in the, your delivery, right? Yeah, like, your audience is going to sniff that out. Like, if he yep. doesn't, you don't give a shit about yeah. it. They're they're not going to either. They're not going to either. Exactly. Yeah. All right, dude, you're uh, you're good shit, man. I look forward to you know one of these days cracking back a beer and and actually doing this in real time, man. Well, yeah, please do. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Like I said, man, it's been been a treat. Like growing up in the Lower Mainland, it was always it was it was your crew on on Z Fox, and then the guys on Rock One Hundred One down the hall. That's who we that's who we grew up with. So I know it's been, uh, it's been nice to talk to you, man. Hopefully get you out to a Warriors game. Um, December yeah. 3rd and 4th is when they're looking to open 2021, 20, 22 season might okay. be a little, might be a little bit optimistic, but, uh, we'll get you out to a game but as soon as soon as we can. It's nice to have a goal set though. Yeah. Right? I think they, yeah, You're they floated going towards something, you know, exactly. There's a, there's a light on the horizon, you know, it's like, and even if that doesn't happen, there's a, people are, are hopeful right now and that's i think that's all you can ask for right now let's give people some some hope some hope yeah all right brad we'll see you online buddy thanks again the Toddcast podcast on toddhancock.ca 